you know that there is more available to you. Life is calling for you to be more in the world. And while you're taking the first few baby steps to find out more, the thought of jumping without a parachute absolutely terrifies you. You can feel yourself torn between the comfort that you know and that invisible whisper inviting you into the inexpansive and vast unknown. The doubts, the what-ifs, can be paralyzing you on the fence of indecision. How many of us have not been there? You look to the left, to the comfort, and you look to the right, to the possibility. And then you look left again, and then right. Which side do you choose? A lot of these things that I just listed out here are things that we have all experienced and felt at some point in our lives. My guest today is going to share how we handle these situations, how we can have what is actually available to us, how we can change our lives. I'm so excited to have Bree Seely with us today on Never Ever Give Up Hope. Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Grant. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Grant. Nice to have you and never, ever give up hope today. Hello, Carol. Thank you so much for having me. I'd like to just read a little bit of your bio to our audience so they get a a picture of who you are. Now, Bree is Google's number one entrepreneur coach. She helps entrepreneurs create long-term, sustainable, and scalable success on their terms. Bree distills her 14 years of real-world experience, I love this, into digestible, tangible tools to help entrepreneurs thrive and profit. Bree is a 2020 Stevie Award winner for both Coach and Woman of the Year. She is a member of the Forbes Coaches Council and author of the best-selling Permission to Leap. Welcome again, Bree. So good to have you here. This is sound it's going to be exciting. Thanks. I'm super looking forward to our conversation. Okay, so the first question I have for you is that you were 24 when you started your first business. I mean, a lot of people are as they say are still in diapers at that time. So, you know, <laughs> you were 24 when you started your first business. Obviously, you're a go-getter, you're a trendsetter, you wanted, you know, something new, something different than what most 24-year-olds are looking for probably. So, what happened during that first 8 years? 
Yeah, my first eight years of business. So my my business that I started was a fashion company. I had my own fashion label. And I started it because the area in which I was living didn't have any fashion jobs available. And so I had a day job. And at the same time as having a day job, ran my fashion brand. And year after year after year, my fashion brand kept growing. And so I would just kind of cut back my hours at my day job. But the problem was I never wanted my day job. I didn't really like my day job. I said no to my day job four times before I said yes to it and finally took it. And I really took it for the money. And one of the things that I, now looking back on, wish that I had done differently was I didn't trust myself to, Mm. one, make a plan and to stick to a plan to exit my job and fully support myself on my business. And so looking back over those first eight years in entrepreneurs in entrepreneurship, you know, I really wish that I had done something differently. I wish I had gotten the help of a coach. I wish that I had made a plan. I wish that I had understood more about cash flow and monetization and business and really allowed myself to succeed and thrive in those eight years. And I, I just I just didn't I didn't know any better. And so I didn't. On the other side of that though, it is also part of why you are a success now, a part of who you are now, and what you have learned out of that. So address that a little bit, and that the things that we go through, even in an attempt like you made, first time attempt to do something like that, and what you learned from that, that could possibly help somebody else and encourage them. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting because it not just the eight years in entrepreneurship, but also the eight years in I was a counselor for those eight years as my day job. And so six years ago is when I started my current business. And I didn't realize that what I was essentially doing six years ago was taking that eight years of entrepreneur experience and that eight years of counseling experience and putting it together to essentially counsel entrepreneurs. Right. Right. So, you know, one thing that I I realize and, um, you know, I help my clients to see this, too, is that just because your past experience is maybe in a different industry or looks differently, the skills that you learn there are going to be applicable to what you're doing next. And there's ways to pull from, you know, what you've demonstrated as skills in the past to reapply them in new ways um, to either start a new business or, you know, get a different career, whatever that looks like for you. But it was really because of those eight years of experience in both of those industries that allowed me to jump into coaching so quickly and so easily. I had a six figure business within my first year of starting this business. And like I said, I'm six years in, um, either this year or next year will be my first seven figure year. So I've been able to accelerate my progress because I leaned on what I had learned during those eight years. And those are the things that you pass on. Can you share maybe one or two of those? Secrets? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing that I didn't know in those first eight years of entrepreneurship is how much your mindset, your habits, your actions your way of operating in the world impacts the success of your business. I thought like business is just business. And the reason I call myself an entrepreneur coach is that your business can only be as successful 
as you. And so I learned so much transitioning businesses and getting into the personal development sphere sphere because I realized how important I am as an ingredient in my business. And then if I'm not cultivating my mindset, my habits, my action, my energy, my focus, I can't have a successful business. And what about the stresses of doing something like this and taking that leap? How do you reduce the stress and the concerns and the worries and the anxiety that come with that? The first thing I'll say is that no matter what we do, there's stress involved, (laughs) right? Right, Right. I was super stressed out in that job that I had for eight years because I hated it. It was easy for me. Good point. I could I could do that job in my sleep. It was so easy for me, but I was stressed out because I hated it. And so I have conditioned myself to know that I would rather be stressed about something I care about than be stressed about something I hate. So that's part of it. And then the other part relating back to what I just said about like mindset is it's a practice, right? Like learning how to manage your stress levels is a practice. And there are some days when my practice is really good. And there's other days when my practice is not so great that allow myself to spiral down into the pits of despair, right? So, but the the thing about that is that the next day I wake up and I choose to practice again. So I don't believe we ever get to a destination where we're like perfectly managing stress. It's something that I choose to wake up to every single day. And it's something that I choose to kind of nourish myself with every single day. And what about those moments when you're feeling overwhelmed? How do you stop doing about face and change? I have gathered like so many different tools along my journey to know what works for me in those moments. So for example, if I'm super stressed out about technology, I know in those moments that I have to get up step away from my computer, go outside, put my feet in the earth, take some deep breaths, get myself some food, some water, cuddle my cat, whatever that looks like to to like walk myself off that ledge. And then generally after that, reaching out to help some, to ask someone for help. Um, You know, if I'm stressed out about a relationship matter, I will go into meditation, I will journal it out. And then I might call a really trusted friend and be like, hey, can you help me see the silver lining in this situation? So each situation for me is a little different. And again, it comes from practice and it comes from acknowledgement and recognition and just trusting to have what I need to support myself in those moments. Now, a lot of what you are sharing, you gear towards the entrepreneur or the uh, hopeful entrepreneur. Can you describe or define who that is and possibly give the first step? Absolutely. So I, it's funny, I call them wantrepreneurs because they want to be entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs are people that are generally, like you mentioned in the introduction, kind of sitting on that fence, right? Looking left towards where they're at, their comfort zone, maybe their job, whatever that looks like, and to the left towards entrepreneurship. And what I found is that the average entrepreneur sits on that fence of indecision Hmm. for at least three to eight years. No way. Uh Uh-huh. 
I have had people reach out to me saying, I have thought about this business for 15 years and never done anything about it. And I'm like, wow, imagine where you'd be Uh if you'd said yes. So a lot of the work that I do with those people is having them tune in to trust that that desire that they have, that vision that they have is possible. Because I think that's a lot of what keeps entrepreneurs on that fence of indecision is that they're, they trust more in their eyesight, what they can see in their physical world around them right now, than they trust in their vision. So a lot of that work that I do with them is really getting them to trust in that vision and know that their eyesight, like what, is, what they see in their physical world right now is just a reflection of where they were and decisions they made five years ago. So if you want if you want to change what your eyesight sees, you have to trust in that vision and make a different decision today. Because if you don't make different decisions, then your eyesight won't change. It takes a commitment to your vision in order to change That's your right. eyesight. Right. I gotcha. We are going to take a short break for 30 seconds and then come back and hear how Brie tells us how to overcome the stumbling blocks we may have, such as lack of funding. So stick with us and we'll be right back. Thank you. Carol Graham would like to show you the path from misery to miraculous triumph in her fast-paced memoir, Battered Hope. She relates her determination to succeed as someone who experienced one horrendous nightmare after another gang raped and left for dead, loss of a child, husband falsely imprisoned, and cancer. Nothing could break her tenacity or faith. No matter what you face, heartache, loss, suffering, or injustice, Carol will illustrate how she became a victor the same way you can. The secret is to never, ever give up hope. Order your copy at Amazon or batteredhope.blogspot.com. What about the person who is sitting on that fence because of lack of funding or capital? How do you address that? I literally just wrote an article about this for Startup Nation. (laughs) That there's there's this misconception that in order for me to start a business, I have to have startup capital or I have to get a loan. And the reality is until you have hit at least six figures in your business, it is very unlikely you're gonna qualify for a loan. So there's a few things. Uh, One that I recommend for people is start selling your product or service before it's ready. And I know a lot of people get really uncomfortable about this and they're like, well, what if, what if? And I'm like, if you promise to someone, if you sell to someone this promise that you're going to provide them with this service, you're going to do it. So that's also going to give you the motivation to actually build out your product and service and take those steps forward. So if you can start bringing capital into your business now, it will give you a little bit of a runway to then take the next steps in your business. The other options are most people, like I've taken a loan out from my parents before to grow my business. You know, most people, some people can do crowdfunding. They can go to friends and say, hey, you know, chip in between a dollar and I've had people give me $5,000 before for crowdfunding campaigns. So there's so many options out there. You have to 
take yourself out of the box that you're living in and start to see that there's more available to you than you know. And oftentimes that comes with bringing on a mentor or hiring a coach to help you see the things that you don't know. Because if you don't know that you don't know a thing that you don't know, you can't know (laughs) what steps to take forward. Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) 10 times fast. Ready to go. Don't you think that fear is a factor as well? And how do you address that? Fear of the unknown, fear of failure. Absolutely. A lot of what I help people do is to reframe their brain to know that fear is actually an indication that you should step forward. Because your fear is simply pointing out to you that the thing that you want is outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's different, it's new, it's expansive. It's not currently what your eyesight is telling you is your reality. So you have to look into what is my truth. Now, if I, re- if I had like put my entire last 15 years of being an entrepreneur only based on my eyesight, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. That's right. You, you have to tap into that bigger vision and you have to know that because that bigger vision is outside your comfort zone, fear is going to come up no matter what period, but it's not a sign that you should back away from it. It's simply a sign that it's new and it's different doesn't mean you don't have the skills to navigate it. doesn't mean that you can't find the resources you need to make it happen. It just means that it is a new and different experience that your brain cannot comprehend because it is in opposition to your current eyesight. What precisely do you teach women on how to thrive instead of strive? Now, that was one of the things that you had sent me in your bio. So that, that piqued my interest as a woman, of course. So What can you share along those lines? The one thing that I really see in terms of striving, um, and I actually have a podcast all about this called The Success Diaries. When women are striving, oftentimes it's because we we are going towards or living by a definition of success that isn't actually ours. It's a definition that we picked up from someone else. It's a definition that maybe our parents projected upon us. Maybe it's a definition that society says we need to tap into in order to be successful or be worthy in the world. And what I found is that when women let go of that and give themselves permission to be who they are unapologetically with their own unique vision of what success means to them, They can drop the striving and it's almost like taking an exhale for the first, like taking an exhale or an inhale for the first time in your life where you can just drop the, the stress and the pressure and the tension and just like relax. And it's in that relaxation and in that trusting and in that allowing yourself to want what you want and be who you are without justification without apology, without trying to change anything, that you then are able to fully embody that energy of thriving and alignment. You are very clear in (laughs) what you're presenting. And I appreciate that because clarity 
it's like a form of almost authority. You know, you've been there, you've walked it, you are now an authority on this particular subject. And I appreciate that. There's not this uh, wavering. So along those same lines, uh, how does someone come to that place as well with that kind of confidence that you have? Do you address that at all? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think, again, there's always a preliminary moment where you have to decide that that's what you want, right? Like there's always a beginning moment when you're like, I am, I am making a decision and I am choosing this for myself in this moment. And then similarly to how I talked about before, it becomes a practice So I am clear and confident because for the last six years, I have woken up every single morning and practiced this. Like I've practiced my confidence. I've tapped into my vision. I've meditated. I've, you know, I've gotten clear on who I am. I've journaled about what I want and where I want to be and what I am best served to do for other humans in this world. And I spend about two hours, sometimes more, every single morning, just being in my inner world. So, and again, I I think looking at, you know, my first eight years of entrepreneurship versus the last six years of entrepreneurship, my first eight years, I was only focused on what was going on outside of me. And the problem with that Mm. is you don't, you don't have control over anything that's outside of you. You don't. You don't have control of other people. You don't have control of the decisions they make, what happened. You you don't have control over any of that. So for me, I, I can control how I feel. I can control how I show up. I can control my mindset and my energy and my commitment and my connection with my vision. And so I spend my first two hours every single day in that space. And because I have flexed that muscle so much, It's now become second nature to me. And so when I am feeling unclear or if I'm feeling a lack of confidence, I pause and I turn within and say, what is this? Where is this coming from? Why is this coming up? And so I will say the first module for every single one of my programs, for every single one of my clients is developing up their daily practice. Because again, I believe that your, your business can only be as successful as you are. And building a business is an inside out experience. So you have to start with that inner world, that mindset, the habits, the actions, how you're showing up before you can build a successful business on the outside. I know the answer to this question before I ask it, but I'm going to <laughs> ask it anyway. And that is... Tell me if this is a true statement. Age doesn't matter. Absolutely. That is is 100% accurate. I have helped clients in their 20s before, and I have helped clients in their 60s before. And I, I do actually encounter a lot of women that say like, oh, well, it's too late for me to start a business. I'm like, no, it's not. It is absolutely not. My mom opened up an Airbnb. She's, well, I don't want to tell on her age, but she opened up an Airbnb six years ago. Uh, five years ago, sorry, five years ago. And she has been making bank on that Airbnb. And she's, I call her fun employed. And she like, (laughs) she just runs this Airbnb and like, is so good. And you know that it's, I will say she's in her 60s. And like, she's 
doing very, very, very well for herself. You know, it's like there's no, there is no timeline. There's everyone's timeline is different. Again, that goes back to the, are you placing your definition of success in the hands of others? Because society will tell you you're too old. But what is your truth? What is your definition of success? How do you feel about reinventing yourself? I might even be reinventing myself at 60. I don't know yet. We'll find out, but I'm going to do it because why not? I totally relate to that because at 67, I started a new career and it was the most successful career that I have had to date. The thing is, everybody around me was retiring and I didn't want to sit in a rocking chair and have grandkids on my lap. I mean, that's <laughs> nice. I do still do that and I get excited about it. But the point is, is as the older we get, the more wisdom we have, the more experience yes. we have, the more I believe that we have to share and and learning how to have that attitude rather than, oh, poor me, I'll never, I never accomplished what I wanted to do, you know, on my X number of years here on earth. And it also brings a stress, it brings health issues and on and on and on. And I think what you're saying and what I'm saying as well is changing our focus and our focus is not mm-hmm. based on our age or our circumstances or our lack of money but it's who we are from the inside what we have to offer and where we want to go I just got full body chills as you said oh. that a hundred percent yes okay. yes 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 my parents asked me about retirement periodically and you know I'm <laughs> turning 38 next okay. month and I'm like I don't like, I don't see a retirement in my future. Like, I don't, I don't anticipate myself just like quitting at any point. You know, like my stepdad asked me like, when are you going to settle down? And I'm like, settling down is not on my list of things to do. Like retiring is not on my list of things to do. Like I'm here to, to serve people. I'm here to help people. And I don't care how old I am. Like, will my lifestyle change? Yeah, it might, but I'm still going to be you know, contributing to to the world and like doing things and running a business, probably still running a business. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I won't be. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, I I I personally don't. I'm not building a life that I need to retire from. I agree. And I mean, obviously, at my age, people ask us the same question. I mean, we have two stores. We work full time. We have several other businesses. I'm I am handling five different businesses at the time. And wow. why would I want to stop? <laughs> you know, there's no excuse, in other words, that we can make to stop if we don't want to. Yes. yes, circumstances because of health issues and things like that may cause us to stop. But I interview people on on this show that you would think that if anybody should give up, they should have. But what keeps them going? Their motivation to succeed and to help others. And that's exactly what you're doing. So I applaud yeah. you for that. I was going to say, I can totally resonate. There have been so many times when I should have quit. Of so course, many times. Of course. It doesn't matter on age. There's oh, yeah. circumstances, right? Exactly. Yep. Two things I want to talk about, and that is what services you offer, and then tell us about your book. Yes, I work with two different kinds of entrepreneurs. And so I have a program for entrepreneurs who are just getting started in business. And it is a foundational course. So it's six months uh, where we put together over the course of six months, both your business plan and your personal success plan, kind of like I've been talking about inner success, outer success for your business, setting up the foundations so your business can thrive for decades to come. And then the other program is for solopreneurs 
who are looking to scale their business and grow their business and become more of the entrepreneur. So that is, you know, team building systems, operations, um, all that stuff. And so I run a, a year long program for that uh, which actually will be starting a new cohort in May for that. It's my accelerator program to double or triple your business in a year. So mm. those are those are the two kind of entrepreneurs I work with, and I love it. I love what I do. And your book? Permission to Leap, yes. So Permission to Leap was written to help people kind of get off that fence of indecision like we've been talking about and really start taking those steps forward. Um, I've taken a lot of leaps in my life. Even from the age of 14, I decided to change my last name legally. The age of 20, I just up and moved to Italy by myself. Um, like I have always been a huge leap taker. And so I kind of found like, what is the process I go through to take these big leaps and make these drastic changes in right. my life? that most people hold themselves back from. And so it's it's a book that will help you kind of start taking those steps and feel supported and guided throughout the process. I love that. I love because what you're doing is you're you're facing fear right dead on in whatever yep. form that it comes and not allowing it to control you, but instead turning it around and you controlling it. So thank you. That's awesome. And of course, we will have all the links on your webpage that I will create for you as to how people can get in touch with you, where they can buy your book, where they can um, get the course. I know there is something that you are offering for free today, too. Do you want to share that, please? Yes, I actually run a membership called the Unapologetic Entrepreneur, and it is amazing, this amazing community of female entrepreneurs uh, that are just incredible and unapologetic. So I would love to offer any of your listeners two weeks free to come check out the community, see what we're all about, get the vibe and decide if they want to become members. So you can go to unapologeticentrepreneur.me and then you can sign up for your free two weeks there. I also am putting that on your webpage so they can just click awesome. on it and, and uh, get it very easily. And your book is available on Amazon, I'm assuming. And Yep, on Amazon in Kindle, paperback, and audio. Okay, so in summary, is there anything else you want to add? Maybe something that I didn't ask you that you would like to share or just a word of encouragement or motivation, whatever you would like. Yes. To anyone who's listening, please go do the thing that is calling your heart forward. Mm. Say that again. Whatever. Say that again. <laughs> please go do the thing that is calling your heart forward. I know that it can be scary. I know that it can feel like the ground is being ripped out from underneath of you. I know it can feel like you're in a free fall, but I tr promise, promise you, I promise you that it will be worth it. And all you need is to surround yourself with the right people that can hold space and help remind you of your truth. That is, it is, if it was gifted to you, if your vision was gifted to you, it is possible for you, period. Perfectly said, perfectly summarized. And I thank you for everything that you shared today. I trust that uh, when people listen to this, they will take notes or listen to it the second time because you had so many tidbits. And again, I appreciate your clarity. Thank you, Bree, for being on Never Ever Give Up Hope. 
thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope. We're going to take a 30-second break, and then Bree is going to share what happens 
when we have problems we come up against, such as lack of funding or other stumbling blocks in our entrepreneurial process.